This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering firms. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to your latest episode of the World's Best Construction Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Autodesk Construction Cloud. I'm your host, Fred, and as always, I'm joined by Luke Bly and Liam Marsh. Let's come to Luke first this week. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Uh, Looks like I've survived a big storm here in the UK. Storm Aisha. Yeah, Aisha? Aisha? How are we pronouncing it? Well, Aisha's a town in Surrey, so I'm going to say Aisha. Oh, is it? Yeah, Ooh. and we've got Storm Jocelyn today, which just makes me think of Jocelyn from Shit's Creek. Yeah. Well, it's, not, these... it's not a different storm. It's not affecting us, though. It's up north, isn't it? Ah, right. Classic. Are right. these named off, Are these named after people that first see the storm? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. No, um, it goes alphabetically, doesn't it? Does it? No, really? yeah. yeah, it starts no. A, B, C, D. Yeah, they have names. A, no. B, C, D, E. Okay, what, so no, we've, we've got again. a storm named Jocelyn, starting with J, after Storm Aisha, starting with I. Oh, do you not know, know this, Liam? I do not know that. I thought... I <laughs> there you go, quiz question. Isn't it, yeah. isn't it like the hurricane, oh. hurricanes are named after like the people that first spot them? It's like Hurricane um, Katrina. Yeah, but it, that's a K. So it, 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 they're done in order of alphabetical. I don't know what happens when they get to, if they have 26 named storms in a season. But yeah, I can see some frantic Googling going on here, listeners. Um, um, <laughs> Luke and Liam are like, going, going, what? <laughs> Fred's blown our mind. <laughs> you have. You actually have blown our mind. Well, listen, I, um, I moved my uh, recycling bin inside. Yeah, moved it right. inside. Genius. I tell you, the stories we have on this podcast, eh? <laughs> what excitement we've got going on in Essex. Luke has moved his recycling bin inside, <laughs> ladies and gents. It's January. It's January, Fred. What else is going on, mate? What What else is going on? Not I, I have had an epiphany. I oh. had, had a great infrastructure-related business idea in the shower. Uh, oh. which, you know, a lot of my best ideas come to me. And Liam will agree with this. Not that he's had a shower with me, but he mm. also has good ideas in the shower. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. so we, we talk on this podcast a lot about how infrastructure products are badly named, right? I mean, and today's a classic. We're going to talk about the uh, Hawaiian skyline in a minute. Uh, terribly named projects. What if we set up a little consultancy business to help name these infrastructure products? They come to us with what it's about. We get our listeners involved, we get our audience involved, we come up with a better name, and they've got billions of pounds. We charge like 100 million quid per name. Only to name one, we're done. Branding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. And they I'm get the, the prestige of having been named by the world's best construction podcast. Yeah. And we save them taxpayers' money. 
<laughs> what what would you call the Hawaiian skyline? Uh, the the Hawaiian, and you have like a the pineapple Hawaiian. and ham, pineapple <laughs> <and> ham theme. <laughs> One train's pineapple, the other train's ham. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that i don't know it needs to be worked on i mean that that's not like a clear business case but i think there's a good idea there you're know? not going to give it away for free are we on the potty no, do you know what no. i mean I'll give yeah, you a paradise paradise express or Ooh. highway to heaven maybe nice. you know like you know, you know the things like high, high speed two city rail link cross city rail. rail link is that's shocking city i mean come on rail link is cross rail's all right i, I don't mind cross rail yeah it's all right mm. elizabeth sounds like it's angry why couldn't it be Happy Rail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, Fred. Very oh, good. Very good. Very good. I know, dear listeners, it's because it's going across London. I get it. Uh, Please don't write uh, in. Uh, uh, anyway, guys, coming up this week on the show, we're talking about Hawaii's $10 billion railway across paradise, Shenzhen's new Snow World, which is a very cool project, latest construction progress on the Gordie Howe International Bridge, and some of your messages and most poignant comments from the week. Let's do it. Let's go. First this week, we're talking about Hawaii's $10 billion railway across paradise. Now, in case you didn't know, driving in Hawaii can be a nightmare. It actually ranks as the worst state to drive in thanks to traffic, gas prices, and road conditions. All in all not a good place to own a car. Way back in 2008, the state's voters approved the $5 billion new Skyline, which is a 32-kilometer elevated railway running from the suburbs of Oahu to the bustling capital of Honolulu. However, the finalized path will now be a 30-kilometer two-track structure with 19 stations, so more or less the same thing, but just a little bit shorter. Hmm. Uh, Very exciting new project. It's going to transform travel and driving across Hawaii. Uh, average trains will travel at 48 kilometers an hour, cutting commuting times in half and eliminating traffic by 40,000 cars every day. Officials reckon the project could get around 100,000 passengers riding it daily. It'll also be the first autonomous and driverless train system in the entire US, although I would just like to highlight the Disney monorail, which is a driverless train system. Yeah, Maybe it's not a train system. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I don't know how they're classifying that, but anyway, it's one of the first autonomous and driverless train systems in the entire US. Uh, and they say that's going to eliminate human error, which is often the reason behind accidents and delays. Uh, now, dear listener, as you might be guessing, the Skyline, uh, as I've just described it to you, is a $5 billion project, but we're talking about Hawaii's $10 billion railway across paradise. That's because the budget has slipped a little bit not just slipped a little bit it's absolutely well it's an enormous overrun it's doubled it's now it's gone from 5 billion to 10 billion right (laughs) how can you get it how can you get it that wrong how does a project (laughs) mate this has been marred marred in chaos so it was due to finish in 2020 Mm. uh completion date is now 2031 Every, everyone picks 2030 as a finished day. Every, every project I see now is 2030. But even they even they thought it was too racy. So 2031. <laughs> too racy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't get how it can be double and then be 10 years late, 11 years late. And isn't it smaller? Yeah. Is it it's just following the road as well, right? It's just elevated above the road. 
Yeah, this is the thing. So, so again, this is why it's been cleverly named the Skyline, right? They they took a they took the kind of the the path of least resistance, right? So when you're building a new railway in an existing city or an existing built up area, as we discussed last week, it's you either need to go underground, which means digging underground, digging underground the city. You know, that's where there's a bit more space, but albeit you've got to contend with underground services, uh, ground conditions, unexpected stuff in the ground that may come up. Um, but that, that is one way of you know, retrofitting a railway to a big built-up area is going below ground. Another one's going across ground, as we said last week, with the high-speed rail system, building it alongside uh, existing highways is sometimes quite a good way to go, especially in the US where there are certain you know, land deals available. The alternative is going for an elevated railway where you basically pick the whole thing up and put it up on stilts above the city or built-up area where you're building it. All mm. the jungle, all the nature reserve, you're going over, wherever it may be. It's basically like a big old flyover. And the idea with that is that you've got less hassle. There's less things you might find in the ground. There's less things you've got to move out of the way, less land you've got to acquire. There's just those few bits where you're putting the the pier bases down. So where you've where your piers and supports go into the ground, there you might have a reasonably sized square site where you've got to put foundations in, etc. Hmm. I was watching the video. Hawaii looks looks quite pretty, doesn't it? You know, it does. It does. Which again, right. part of the, part of the reason for doing this because uh. you've got such a varied landscape. There's lots of things going on. There's a lot of nature there. There's again, most of this is through built-up areas. Building over it is a much more straightforward and simple things to do. It doesn't look yeah. very nice. You're basically building a big old flyover, right? It doesn't. But neither look does great. the highway that you know. Exactly. Go through a lot of the island, right? So, yeah, I, I kind of get that. But it must be hard, right, to build on, you know, uh, effectively a large Pacific island with so much rugged terrain and... Yeah, I don't know. It's not, yeah. it's not straightforward, yeah. yeah. And getting do you supplies think that's... over there. Eh? What'd you say? Getting supplies over there as well. I was looking at... When, when we're looking at the video, looking at the map, and I, was, I found it quite interesting. I was like... It's quite interesting to see how far civilization has come through technology and innovation, right? So look, I think there's like a zoomed out section. And it's just how far it is off the coast, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty cool looking at that. I was yeah. like, oh, well, you know, when you look at it like that, I was like, oh, well, actually, it's pretty cool when you look at the advancement of civilization, especially around construction and things like that, that they're able to build that there. But I'd imagine supply, like how was the supply, the supply chain getting all the products and everything out there. Yeah, I imagine they did it with like a local, especially with the concrete production. Because again, this was a concrete elevated structure. Um, a lot of that would have been done on site. So they've had like concrete batching plants on sites to make sure they don't run out of concrete and stuff. Um, some of it was precast as well. So they might have had a precast factory on location. But you're right, the aggregate, the raw materials, getting that either, either locally or shipped in would have to be a huge factor on mm. this project. Hawaii, Hawaii is bigger than you think it is, but like you say, it's still a very, very, very remote part of the world, isn't it? It's not there anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it is far. It's far for Americans to go to, you know, so for us, it's far. It's pretty much like um, where Liam lives. Everything's far from Liam, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I was it's watching, true, I, was, I was watching a... Um, a like a flight vlog thing i think it just came up on tiktok you know so i, I didn't search for anything but um this couple were doing one of the longest flights in the world and now flying from sydney to like los angeles 
But I think as they were trying to land, they got delayed and they they were in like going around in the air just over and over and over and over again. Mm. And a um, bit like, actually, we talk about storms. Did you see that flight, Fred, that left from Manchester? I've completely pivoted here. But oh, like that flight yeah. from Manchester that was going to like Belfast or Dublin. I went and to it, Paris. And it went to Paris instead because of the storm. They were like, oh, yeah, it's not I happening. Mean, it's not happening today, lads. Sorry. I, that is ridiculous, isn't it? Why Paris? Yeah. Goodness me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a mess up uh, that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii looks beautiful, though. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, but I do know that it's it's difficult for everyday people to get around. So I hope, hope I, I see the appeal of this project, mate. I see why it's been built. It's just um, double the money. Come on. Yeah. I mean, let's just dig into that a little bit. They, okay. As I said, they picked the path of least resistance, which is building this elevated railway where you go over a lot of the problems and you kind of minimise land acquisition, ground issues, stuff like that. You, know, you, you do minimise it. It doesn't look great, but you do kind of pick the path of least resistance. It's the cheapest, easiest, most risk-free way of building this railway. Uh, 5,000 precast concrete segmental bridges all put into place, each one weighing 50 tonnes. Huge, huge feat of engineering here. But my goodness me, has it gone wrong. Basically, after construction started, they faced all kinds of contract issues and lawsuits around archaeological sites, which they ran into. The transit authorities spent hundreds of millions of dollars to relocate electrical lines when they realised that a section of the tracks was going to pass too close to the electrical lines. They had to basically move these electrical lines at great great expense uh, and then in 2018 there were concerns around cracks in the concrete hammerhead piers that had to be fixed so they noticed that some of the uh, concrete supports the railway were cracking had to go back and retrospectively fix all of that um, then there was an issue with the train car wheels that's now being addressed the train car wheels i think were too wide for the tracks in some places uh, just My shocking days. just on and on like problem after problem after problem like yet again you've got a u.s infrastructure project a u.s infrastructure rail project that's doubled in costs and is now 11 years late like what is going on Hmm. it's funny that last week we were talking about a private company that's kind of seemingly and it's a lot of things going in its favor right but it's seemingly like mastered this process yeah from miami to orlando yeah and they're looking at other options and yet this the state the purely state funded thing just seems like an absolute mess i don't understand how it's this wrong i don't get it i don't get how, what's what's happened like how you've got the budget wrong by double i mean yeah un- unbelievable I, on a more positive note i should just say for balance because we like a mm. bit of balance don't we on this podcast mm. um the first section finally opened in june 2023 and people do really like that it made a very positive difference there's lots of nice footage in the video of people yeah uh enjoying that opening they're they're liking the differences made to their lives so i think it will be positively received but it's fallen into that that time old you know place that almost every infrastructure project seems to fall into where it's a bloody nightmare to get it built and the people that are currently the taxpayers (laughs) that are currently enduring this thing being built with their money is a right mess but when it does finally open, it'll make a big difference. Yeah. But it's okay because DC's paying for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's the <laughs> central central government. Do you know what? I don't know how it works, actually. So I'm just I'm just uh, having a bit of bants there. I don't know. It, it looks 
I think it actually looks decent, and it was good to see like the customers, the users on the train having a bit of fun. You could tell they weren't used to uh, riding on like a metro. You t- you, did you see that on the video? <laughs> They're kind of, like shaking about, and you know, yeah, that, yeah. You, you guys are new to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it's a good project. I think it's it's good that Hawaii aren't just expanding their road network. They're investing in sustainable transport infrastructure. That's really really good. Um, but it's just, it's just again, it's another story of a difficult infrastructure project in the United States, isn't it? Mm. Yet again. Yeah. Yet again. I think that's one of the takeaways here. You know, that the wealthiest country on the planet, the wealthiest country in history, and historically a place where infrastructure has been like invented and kind of you know, mm. been the standard for the whole globe in a lot of ways, and still is in some ways, right? It just, stuff like this, you think, oh, lads, come on. And by the way, there's, you could say the same for the UK, do you know what I mean? Like, cancelling HS2. How, mu- how much was Elizabeth flying over budget? Uh, I think it was originally supposed to be 14 and it ended mm. up at 19. Just just shy of 19. I think it's See, about 4 that- billion. That doesn't seem as bad, does it now? I mean, that's still an absurd amount of money, but <laughs> it doesn't... Yeah. No, it's not doubled. I mean... <laughs> I mean, goodness me. Yeah, yeah. shocking. Shocking story. It got me thinking about Brighton, actually, because we talked about Brightline last week and how this private rail company is now building high-speed rail in the US, largely by uh, doing a deal with the state governments and... Uh, acquiring the land next to or but making use of a right of way next to existing highways to put a high speed rail line down um i'm not sure that would do much good in hawaii because it isn't it isn't the easiest terrain to start with anyway and a lot of their mm. roadways are elevated as it is um so and it's not necessarily they don't necessarily need high speed there because it's it's more like a commuter transit system type thing but you wonder yeah. if giving it to the private sector would be more effective. Yeah, probably. Yeah. This way. Maybe it just works better in America, like privatization in places. You know, I've done thinking, it for healthcare, so yeah. why not do it for, <laughs> why not do it for trades? Yeah, that's not just a bit of roaring success in all, in all I'm joke. Yeah, that's a but, joke. Um, yeah, no, yeah. yes, just to clarify, yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. Um, it got me thinking about Brightline UK as well. What if we just gave HS2 to, to Brightline? Because the thing there... Is that there seems to be all these issues with with ground conditions, and we didn't expect the soil to be X, Y, and Z between London and Birmingham. But you know, it's it's not like we've gone and built a railway up in Upper Siberia or across a desert somewhere. This is an area of land that's been inhabited for millennia that we've known and understood for ages. So how we can't know what the ground is like between here and Birmingham is just beyond me. But anyway, we've yeah. got established motorways between here and Birmingham. Do we just put a high speed rail line? Do we take a lane out? or two lanes out, where it may be, and put high-speed rail down the middle of the M40. Maybe. Maybe that's the solution, mate. Mm. Did um, did you guys used to watch Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> yes. Dog, yeah. Dog <laughs> the Bounty Oh, mate, so good. And that guy used to like run around with like a little spray bottle. He used to have a spray bottle, but he lived in Hawaii, didn't he? And... <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't think like that, there's a lot of. Is that the link? That, <laughs> is there, is there, he's in. I think he's in jail now. I thought he's dead. Oh, isn't he? mate. 
Is he? Maybe just, what's both. he now for? Dog Maybe the... both. Old <laughs> <laughs> friend. Um, Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, he was in Hawaii, but it 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 kind of made me um, realize that yeah, Hawaii is a bigger place than just like a beach resort, you know. Oh yeah, and I yeah. think it has that re- reputation even domestically in the US, right? Um, and yeah, it's actually a working, living, breathing, you know, state with a big city with highways and something like this could be a massive. Yeah. Ma- it, it, I don't think he is dead. Why did I think he, why did I think he was dead? Oh dear. Yeah. Maybe he is in jail. I'll have to, I'm on the wiki page, but yeah, I'll have a look at that, Liam. It's good to see the investment, like you say, Luke, it's good to see investments like this being made in all areas of the United States, including smaller states like Hawaii. Um, yeah. It's the same story for me across all these different states. It, no matter what the project is, it just feels like the value for money isn't there because the cost of building and the the mismanagement of these projects is so bad that the money that gets put aside and set aside for them just a lot of it feels like it gets wasted. You know, mm. five billion do is th- a lot of money for a rail project, and you've gone and spent double that. Like, ah. do you think? Do you think they underpitch it though to, to secure the funds from the government? You know what I mean? Come in and say, look, it's going to cost yeah. five billion, and they and they probably they they more than likely know it's going to go over there because there's no way you wouldn't know that it's going to go up if it's gone up to ten billion. They, of course, like one hundred percent, they would have an idea that oh, okay, this isn't going to cost five billion. Might might cost a little bit more, so let's mm-hmm. just go on with that number. Get them, yeah, get them secure. Right, in terms of how the negotiating goes for funds, yeah, I think you could be right. But there must be at some point in this process, either in Washington or Hawaii, someone must be looking at like benchmark data of how much these products have cost, similar products have cost in similar circumstances elsewhere. Yeah, and someone must be getting a red flag at some point. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or it's gone so badly wrong after you've signed it off that the cost has doubled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, plus when it goes up to twenty thirty one, you know, in that time, price of stuff goes up, right? Yeah. So there's that as well. Like it's a long oh, time. It, it won't be stopping at ten billion. I'll tell you now. If they're saying it's ten billion now, it's not going to be finished until twenty thirty one. Yeah. yeah, it'll be going up. Yeah. Fred, I know you're you're a bit of a globe trotter, mate. You know you're a busy boy. Uh, are you going to go to Hawaii anytime soon? It's not on my list, I'm afraid. No. Um, and having been burned by a very long trip to Sydney, I ain't going that far ever again. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, how Hawaiians. Long's, how long's a flight from um, Sydney to Hawaii, mate? Is that me? I've, I have no idea, mate. Um, I have. I, no... I did a flight once from. I did Sydney to Fiji and then Fiji to LA. So I did go over Hawaii, sort of. All right. Are you going to claim that you went to Hawaii? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fiji to sure. LA was about fourteen hours. Nine hours forty minutes, mate. Yeah, that's not bad, Sydney, is it? I just saw that. Yeah, that's actually a lot closer than I thought. That's actually quite a short flight for this side of the world. Yeah. Are you thinking, oh, might be tempted to take Danny? No, mate. No. no. I have no interest going. Hawaii looks amazing. I mean, I'm happy, you know, seeing it in movies and 
<laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I just, it seems a bit too touristy to me. I mean, I'd just go to Thailand or Southeast Asia, to be honest. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. I think I, I agree. I everywhere. Think I agree. Everywhere in Europe's a two-hour flight, right? No matter where you're going, everything just seems to be a two-hour flight in Europe. And then Liam's like, oh, nine hours. Actually, it's quite close. I might do that. I might a little hop. It's nine hours. <laughs> I know. Right. It's wild, isn't well, it? I'm going to New Zealand it's in a couple wild. weeks. It's three, it's three and a half hours. Three hours, three and a half hours, depending on the wind. And it's I want what? To see, to see the family. Uh, yeah, I'm going back for a, for a bucks. Um, and what? It's like 45-minute flight, London to Amsterdam. Paris is what, like half an hour, if that? Yeah, yeah. Sweden's we, we, couple hours, maybe three. We hours. take it for granted, don't we? Europeans, Absolutely. Brits. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Especially when you meet like a Brit, and they're like, "Oh, have you been to, you know, like France, Italy, Germany, Poland before?" Like, oh, no, no. Yeah, you've given me s- some perspective on that, actually, Liam. <clears throat> so yeah, I need to do more like European trips. Yeah, Big Europe's time. great. Eastern Europe's amazing as well. It is. Like, just get on the train. I can't remember what the train is um, called. The Eurostar. The Eurostar. What the um, like London ticket. Paris? Yeah, mate. Sorry, Eurostar. no Eurostar. Yeah. There's, there's some. There's something you can get a ticket. Um, it's like a Euro saver, and you can oh. basically go around like Hungary, Germany. You can just basically get on, get off wherever yes. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? I think we may have talked about this in the early days, but do you remember when Germany? to get people back on the trains did like a, uh, a, a a deal rate where it was like a euro a trip or something like that. That was like 2021 oh. and people, like the rails were, were crazy, crazy busy. But people in Germany were just going all over the country, just visiting places they'd never been to before domestically. Yeah, and I've used wow. that word twice now, this podcast. But um yeah, I'd love to see someone. Maybe, maybe Hawaii do that. Maybe that will that's the sort for of me. thing yeah. that America needs to do to change yes. the culture around rail rides. It's like a free free rail day, just yes. one day where all rail across the US is free. It's subsidised by the government for a day, so anyone can get a high speed rail line or an intercity rail line anywhere and discover how convenient it is, how useful it is, how much better it is than driving by car. I mean, probably on that day, it'd be quite busy. And the roads be yeah. quite quiet, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing. We just give Americans a taste of it would be yes. would be important, I think. Yeah. Uh, what would you What would you guys rename the skyline to? Um, it's not a great name, is it? I mean, come on. Why mm, the Honor Rail? I like that. The Honorail. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Liam, it's amazing. Yeah, I think oh, that I wins. Honorail, very good. I think that wins. That does, yeah, yeah just, just going to leave it there. Leave it there. Nothing. Yeah. Like, it's not a monorail. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a monorail, one. but I like I it. I mean, wow, you know. All right. Yeah, no. Yeah. So Sydney, used, Sydney used to have a monorail. They dismantled it in, uh, I think, 2013. Really? Yeah, I reckon it's like went around the city. It wasn't linked up with the. Um, I don't think it was linked up with like the train network and things like that. But like, I think in 2024, people would use a monorail in in, the, in Sydney. Yeah, why did they get rid of it? Oh, and it went. It was like an overground. It was. It was like yeah, DLR. It was like, yeah, people didn't really use it back then. Like what, 2010, 11, 12, 13. Um, I think today, though, I think a monorail would get used in a city. If it, especially if it's yeah. above ground, 
quick to get yeah. around. It's cool. It's been in the train. Get to see stuff, you know? Looks looks awesome. Going around like Sydney, downtown Sydney. Yeah, mate. Mm. I'm jealous of that. The Disney monorail is superb. Absolutely right. superb. I adore what it, is, What does that do? Just takes you to and from the Magic Kingdom. Oh, <laughs> it goes, from like... It goes, it goes through like a hotel. It's so that you're not near like a car park. So you don't just like see cars and stuff from the said magic kingdom. That's oh, that's cool. Man. Yeah. And you go yeah, through, you go through an apartment. You go through, you go through a hotel. That's pretty cool. It, it's, it's absurd, mate. It is absurd. Well, I think that's it. I think that we have the name. The Honorail is fantastic. There you go. That's the sort of thing you're going to get from our little, <laughs> Uh, infrastructure naming consultancy business. Yeah. With that. <laughs> uh, guys, let us know what you think about Hawaii's massive new railway. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the B1M.com. So today's episode is sponsored by Autodesk Construction Cloud. Dealing with miscommunication in construction can be challenging. Autodesk Construction has come up with a humorous campaign about an on-site mix-up between ducks, that is D-U-C-T-S, you know, ventilation ducks, and ducks, that is the yellow squeaky variety or the type you might find on your pond, uh, inspired by a real-life miscommunication of ducks and ducks on a real site. The campaign shows how easily miscommunication can happen on the job site and how you can use Autodesk Construction Cloud technology to connect people, increase communication and improve collaboration to avoid these kinds of mishaps on your projects, basically to keep your ducks in a row. The Autodesk Construction Cloud platform helps all sizes of construction businesses to manage projects more effectively, from design through to handover, avoiding costly misunderstandings like a ducks versus ducks mix-up. We're also wondering if any listeners have any other real-life examples out there that they can share with us of miscommunication or misunderstandings on site. Send us these into podcast at the b1m.com. Also, in the news this week, we are heading over to Shenzhen, first of all, where a new snow world has been unveiled. This is the huge new Huafa snow world. I might have that, probably, probably have pronounced that wrong, knowing me. Uh, this is a huge new complex, 441 meter long indoor ski slope combined with a JW Marriott Hotel and all the other sort of entertainment facilities you might expect in a great big indoor ski resort. Uh, currently under construction in Shenzhen, a city not that far from the equator, so to have a, a, an indoor ski place, something like this, is pretty impressive. Designed by Ten Design uh, and BIAD on the structural engineering side, the 80,000 square meter facility is going to sit at the heart of a 131-hectare new retail and entertainment district in the very heart of China's tech capital. Impressive stuff, right? This is a big old building. It's a very impressive sort of sleek design that really kind of dominates this much bigger uh, you know, you know, new regenerated district that's being constructed. Huge projects due to open in 2025. What do you guys think of this one? Is it cool? Oh, oh. <laughs> Very, very good. refreshing. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Wow. Nice. I didn't expect it from you, Liam, mate. Neither, mate. Neither. I'm a dad. So I can make mm. these jokes, right? Anyway, what do you mm. think? Beautiful. It is awesome. 
I love it. Looks like something out of Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely here for it, mate. It is sensational. Better than the one in Milton Keynes. They can put that on their marketing website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than the one in Milton Keynes. It's, uh, yeah, it looks fantastic, mate. Looks absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't think there's a lot wrong with it. The only thing that is a bit weird is that there's no renders of the actual inside of the no. ski slope. Few comments which is on that odd, as isn't well. It? What? Yeah. Maybe it's less architecture inside and more functionality. Yeah. This is obviously an architect's, yeah. you know, put this out. So I know what you mean. It is a bit weird. Mm. But I, I love it. It's like Space Age. It looks like a future Star Wars set. Um, yeah. It looks, the building looks like what it is, which is a great big ski slope. So yeah, yeah I'm impressed. Yeah. With and the, the renders are so sci fi, aren't they? Mm. It looks like it will be built as well. If you compare it to, is it Trojina? Trojina? Yeah. Saudi? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the ski, the, the winter um, slope setup, things like that. There, this looks, yeah, this looks realistic, right? Very yeah. realistic. I think it looks, yeah, it looks amazing. It's like a huge, abso- it looks absolutely massive as well. Yeah. yeah. Huge, huge building. It does look big, doesn't it? I actually, I like that they're kind of taking the slope and going, hey, we can build like a little city underneath this. Yeah. You know, I've not seen that before. And yeah, it, it, it looks really good. And from a, you know, uh, a, a people perspective, right? A person's point of view, it's very impressive. Like, could you imagine walking around there and there's this like huge slope above you with like the neon lights and yet it does look realistic, unlike a lot of the Saudi stuff that's just been kind of slapped up and released as part yeah. of a marketing campaign for Neom or whatever it's called, right? This isn't a criticism, right? But is anyone else getting, uh, with the ribbing on the side of the building, is anyone else getting the kind of the humpback whale vibe? Mm. It looks like the underside of a whale, uh, you know what I mean? Yes, it does. I probably massively insulted the architect there. But no, that's it's just, probably that's just the vibe I get. No, maybe it's meant to be like that. Actually, now you say it, you've got yeah. like polar bears, like polar bear statues and stuff. So it's obviously yeah. meant to be like one with with nature. Maybe I don't know. That's just the yeah. cold theme, isn't it? Yeah, you, you'll have a whale of a time here. Oh, very okay. good, mate. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, due to complete in twenty twenty five, so I imagine the uh, the hard part of this project is behind them, and it's all downhill from here. Oh. <laughs> oh wow oh wow yeah, wow i i okay. i embarrass myself sometimes yeah yeah hey, i've got two kids that's allowed uh, yeah. now three and over away from shenzhen over to detroit detroit uh in the usa we are checking in on the gordy howe international bridge an enormous cable stayed bridge being built between canada and the usa We've covered this before on the B1M. We've done an in-depth video on this, which has almost 2 million views on YouTube, dear listener. Do go and check that out. It's a good one. Uh, But they popped out some progress pictures uh, on social media this week that were taken back in December 2023. And my goodness me, this bridge looks incredible. You've got concrete hanging in thin air as they just extend this cable stage structure out. They're building it from the Canadian side and the US side. The two sides are going to meet in the middle at least that's the plan. It looks like it looks like they will at the moment. It looks like they're building it in kind of the right place. Incredible, absolutely incredible feat of engineering. Just taking aside some of the, you know, the controversy and the cost and the geopolitical implications of this bridge, which we covered in the video. 
just as a feat of engineering, this is this is epic, right? Big time. It looks like we're seeing history book photos like in the making. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we always associate projects with how they're their 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 finished look. And I always find it interesting, like, um, we've mentioned it on the poddy before, but in Love Actually, you can see the gherkin under construction, like, in the background. And I've always thought, oh, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It's so big. Yeah, massive, massive Mm. project. This is linking, as I said, it's linking the US and Canada. It's going to be a huge new trade route, $5.4 billion they're spending on this bridge. Um. It's going to span 853 meters across the Detroit River. Absolutely enormous structure, and like the engineering is epic. And it's going to create a new trade corridor, critical. Well, it's going to increase capacity in a what is already a major trade corridor mm. between the US and Canada. Amazing, amazing yeah. projects. Yeah, love it, mate. Love it. Great photos. Great project. Yeah, well lots impressed. of nice comments on this one. People saying it's a masterpiece, sensational, fascinating. Photography is amazing, incredible. How you know, that shot at the end, at the end of the bridge, where it just looks like there's construction workers and cranes just hanging in the middle of nowhere. Like they literally are. Yeah. They're on a concrete platform suspended across the river. Amazing, guys. Do go and check out those photos. They're across our social media or on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those places. Link in the bio um, as well. Link in the bio. Link in bio. We always have the link to all of these in the bio, yeah. Yep, link in bio, guys. Go and check out below. Very nice-looking building. Uh, Swinging over to the comments section, what have you got for us this week, Mr. Lubli? Right, we got uh, an email from Daniel, who is from Newcastle, but not in the UK, Newcastle, Australia. Um... The title of the email is Fred is correct regarding, and look, I think I'm going to add to the problem, Cicada? Cicada? Anyway, he goes, hello, I just wanted to say Liam is wrong. Fred has the correct pronunciation of Cicada. As far as I know, it's pronounced similar to the rice cracker brand. Sakata, mate, we don't have that brand in the UK. I've never heard of that. Have you never heard of it? Never heard of it. So, Sikada. What did you say, Fred? This is obviously referring to the quiz, isn't it? The the quiz episode. I love. I love. I love this email. Is it it titled "Fred is right, Liam is wrong"? What great! It's called "Fred is correct." That is the title of the email. Uh, Fred is correct. Who's this guy? Who is this guy? Daniel from Newcastle, Australia, mate. He's from your neck of the woods. Daniel from Newcastle, Australia. Can I get a printed copy of that? I might frame it. I can do that, mate. Yeah. yeah. Dan, uh, Danilo. Is it inside? <laughs> oh, sorry, bear with us. Liam's is a having mess. a conversation with someone else. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. There's like What's a the... huge spider in the lounge. My wife's like freaking out and asking me to go and get it. Oh, Are you serious? <laughs> Go on. Go on oh, how big is it? Oh, I'll go. I'll, hang on. I'll, I'll. Uh, we've just been interrupted on this podcast by an Australian moment. There is a huntsman spider uh, in Liam's living room, which apparently is very big. He's now been dispatched to go and get it. I reckon this is all a ruse because we, we were talking about how I'm right and he's wrong. And suddenly there's a spider <laughs> and he's got to go. <laughs> yeah. 
Not the most Australian thing ever. What was it last week? He said he fed his dog kangaroo and made it sick or something. Yes. Did you hear that? I put that in the post credits last week. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh. Hi guys. Yeah. All good. Uh, yeah. It's, there's a huge huntsman uh, in the lounge on the wall, just chilling. And my dog's going nuts, and my partner is losing her mind. Oh, is it bigger than your hand? Uh, this looks like it's about the size of my hand. Hang on, I'm going to send it to you guys. He's got we're still rec- we're way, keeping guys. this in, by the way. Oh, we're recording, aren't we? Oh. No, this is this is staying in because this is just Australia. Yeah, people think we're white. Like people think we're joking when we say, "Oh, like fifty percent of our conversation with Liam is about spiders and insects <laughs> in Australia." It really is at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It must be like this time of year. Oh, um, have a laugh. Have it's a massive, laugh. isn't that it? Is not, that is not in your living room right now. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, I might have to go Oh, my God. Is, yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Right. It's a tarantula. We'll wrap up. It's a tarantula. We'll wrap up. Right, sorry, just, just to wrap up on this important point. <laughs> yeah. I am right, and Liam is wrong. It is this man, This lovely man from Newcastle, he's probably British. That's what I put it down to. It's the only reason why he's agreeing to you. With you. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, guys. I mean, that. Well, this spider's enormous. I can't believe the size of this spider. Anyway, Liam's got to go and deal with that massive spider in his lounge. Uh, but a big thank you for listening today, guys. And a huge thanks to Autodesk Construction Cloud for sponsoring today's episode. Don't forget, you can find out more about Autodesk Construction Cloud at the link down there in the podcast description. Get your reviews coming in, get your comments coming in, podcast at the b1m.com, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know this is an audio medium, yeah? You get that? You get that? <laughs> I thought I had a couple of seconds before you started going. <laughs> I was like, did you hear it? It's like bubbling or something. It's like, yeah, we hear that anyway. <laughs> every week, every week we hear that. <laughs> it's fine. I purposely don't have my pen today. I, I sit down here. Been looking at it the whole time. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.